What's up, millionaires? It's Quinn Alexandria, host of the Millionaire Mom Diaries, and this is a podcast where we focus on faith, family, and how could we not talk about finance and freedom. As always, my goal is to add value to your life, inspire your faith, encourage you to seek healthy relationships, not only with yourself, but with others too, and advocate for your financial literacy. All of which I hope will set you free and lead you to pursue your God-given purpose on this earth. Okay, so let's get it. So ladies, this week I want us to discuss a topic that impacts and infuriates women all over the world, and that's the gender pay gap. This topic hits very close to home for me as I've struggled with it the majority of my career, and it's been nothing less than a painful battle. But I will say that I've had the privilege to work with and be mentored by some successful women and men who've provided me with the tools and tips that have influenced me to develop plans that have allowed me to reach my personal career goals as they relate to position and salary. And I'm still striving, I'm still learning, and I'm growing every single day. So whenever I share some of the many things that I've learned, researched, and been taught with people, they're 95% of the time oblivious to the information that I'm sharing with them. Ladies, that hurts my heart to witness this. And I really want to change the narrative for women, and especially women of color, who are more impacted by this issue than any other woman in the workforce today. So much of the information I'm gonna share may not be common knowledge and it might make you sick to your stomach at some points, but I want you to stick with me. The information is out there and I want you to know that I'm trying to shine a light on the reality of the discrimination that all women, regardless of education, experience, or race, face in the workplace. It's my hope that you'll use this information to empower yourself to make better career decisions and ask for what you know you're worth up front before you even take a job. And also that you feel confident when you don't accept a job that's not willing to give you the bag that you know you deserve and pay you fairly. Anyone listening today who is in a position of leadership and actually has power to rectify pay gap issues, it's my prayer that you can't escape the strong sense of moral and personal responsibility to challenge any inequities related to this issue in your workplace. May it overtake you and become a mission for you as God uses you as a change agent. All right, so I aspire to prevent this from happening to you ultimately is what I'm getting at. I will share the knowledge I've acquired to expose the ugly face of the systematic discrimination. I'm tired of seeing all women disadvantaged at the start of their career. It takes longer for a woman to reach the peak of her career in in position and financially due to the inequity in the ways that promotions and salaries and jobs are administered. While the process should be objective, it's hard to escape the subjectivity of the process and the ways that people interpret our value as women. It's crazy and it's unfair, I know, but it's the harsh reality of what's going on in our society and culture today, as well as all over the world. So before we deep dive into this topic, I want us to first consider a few important factors. Okay, we're getting ready to talk about money in relationship to the income we bring into our households, 
I've mentioned this before that our income represents two things. Number one, it's our ability to build wealth and a legacy for our family. And number two, it also represents our power to choose and the quality of options that become available to us. So the facts that we're going to be discussing today can be life-changing if they're understood and applied properly in our day-to-day. So here's my disclaimers for today's episode, okay? Number one, you can make all the money in the world, but if you're sloppy with your money, you're still going to struggle and be broke. Part of being an adult is managing your money in a responsible way. Making more money ultimately doesn't fix behavioral problems with money. Number two, you have to make a personal decision to educate yourself on how to build wealth and a legacy for your family. We all are responsible for making decisions at the end of the day. The nature of those decisions are completely in our control and left up to us. The question I have for you is this. Is it more important for you to look like you are successful and have money or... Is it more important to actually be successful and have money? Number three, don't allow people to take away your right to make decisions, okay? We're quick to place our fate in the hands of people who are not impacted by what happens to us, who don't know us, and most importantly, who really don't care. When you forfeit your right to make a decision, you're forfeiting the potential to shape your own positive outcomes. We've talked about the importance in previous episodes of being intentional, And also letting your yeses be yes and your noes be noes, right? We're setting boundaries here. But not making a decision for yourself is still a decision. You're deciding to play Russian roulette with your life. That's what you're doing. None of us, no matter where we stand personally, professionally, or financially, can afford to do that. So I want to say before we get started, I'll place the references for the research articles and the resources in the episode notes so that you can read it for yourself. I also want to point out that there's quite a lot of data on this topic available from very credible resources. I encourage you to explore it, learn it, and use it to change your life and your story for the better. What we're going to discuss today is not a myth, it's math, okay? And so I want you to know about this topic so that you understand what you're up against as you excel in your career. Two, so that you give yourself the knowledge and strength to negotiate your salary for your current or your next job. And then of course, finally, so that you have the wisdom to know when a job offer is a good one. So there are two resources. One is Payscale and the other is Onet. So here we go, payscale.com. I absolutely love Payscale. This resource is amazing. Payscale is a website that you or your employer can go to in order to conduct compensation research. So if you're looking for a job, you can go to that website, enter in the type of job you're looking for, your education, your experiences, your skills, etc. And it'll show you what your current market worth is and your location according to the data that you provided. On the other hand, as an employer, if you're an employee or employer and a manager, uh, you can go to the same website and enter similar information to discover what you should be compensating someone you hire for a position that you might have an opening for or an existing position to assess the competitiveness of the pay for that position. Okay, Payscale is very thorough in this arena, and this is a powerful tool to prepare you as you begin searching for a new job or if you plan to ask for a pay raise or promotion at your current job, or if you're hiring people to fill a position um, that you're a leader over. 
All right, so Payscale recently published research in 2019 on the gender pay gap. And what I found was shocking and something that every woman and men too, men need to see this too, but specifically um, that women need to consider when they're negotiating salary. So I'm going to review the executive summary with you. We might get a little informal for this, but bear with me. You know, I've got all this research pulled up and I feel like I'm kind of all over the place, but just stick with me. Um, All right. I'm going to comb through this with you. So Payscale says this in their executive summary for the research of the gender pay gap that they released in 2020 or 2019. Okay. Since we have started tracking the gender pay gap, the difference between the earnings of women and men has shrunk, but significant disparity in how men and women are paid still remains. The uncontrolled gender pay gap, which takes the ratio of median earnings of all women and compares it to all men, shows that women still only make 79 cents for every dollar that men made in 2019. Wow. The uncontrolled wage gap truly represents that women are less likely to hold high level, high paying jobs than men. There are structural barriers that keep women from advancing in the workplace. And this is the opportunity gap. There is then the controlled pay gap. The controlled pay gap controls for a number of factors such as job title, years of experience, industry and location, So that the only difference between workers is their gender. So under the controlled wage gap, women now make 98 cents for every dollar an equivalent man makes. So the controlled gap ultimately, ladies, is apples to apples, right? So we've got the same job title, same education, same experience level. Like the only difference between us is our gender, then the uncontrolled gap is general oranges to apples, right? So we don't necessarily have the same job title or years of experience or education or in the same location, but this is just a sum total of everybody's jobs, pay, experience, etc. And then women in one category, men in another. So it's important to remember that women are not one homogenous group. Women of color face a different set of barriers in getting fair pay and advancing in the workplace compared to white women. The research took a close look at the intersection of gender and race and examined how the gender wage gap differs for women of various races. Payscale also examined the opportunity gap for women of different races and between January 2017 and February 2019, Nearly 1.8 million people took Payscale's online salary survey, providing information about their industry, occupation, location, and other compensable factors. They also reported demographic information, including age, gender, and race. That information was then leveraged to provide insights into the controlled and uncontrolled gender pay gap data. So there's a lot of people, 1.8 million people took this online salary survey and Payscale then took that information and really honed down on the data, industry, occupation, location, age, gender, race. It's, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot here. So 
also want to point out for analysis by race, they only looked at people with at least a bachelor's degree. Okay. All gender pay gap numbers reported are relative to white men. Okay. So white men are the control, right? They're, they are the baseline for the study. And then basically what they're doing is looking at women, different industries, occupations, locations, age, race. Okay. And they're comparing that to what a white man makes in either the same position or just generally. Okay. So already you can see there are some surface issues here that need to be addressed. This research was painful to read, especially being that I fall into the category of a woman of color as an African-American woman. Let's examine the facts for the uncontrolled gap first. Excuse me. All right. So women make 79 cents for every dollar, meaning that the median salary for men is roughly 21% higher than that of women. Hmm. So let's say a man makes $90,000 annually. A woman will only make $71,000 to that $90,000 annually, roughly. Okay. Now, remember, the research noted that women of color face some additional challenges in terms of compensation, right? So let's focus on women of color. That would include black women. American Indian, Alaska Native women, and Hispanic in women, okay? For every dollar a white man makes, they only make 74 cents, okay? So in the same example, compare, comparing a salary of $90,000 for a woman of color, that translates to a salary of $67,000 rather than 71. So now we're looking at closer to a 30% um, a 30% gap in pay. I'd also like to point out that for white women, they are being paid 80 cents for every dollar that a white man makes. Asian women are doing a little bit better now. Uh, they're making 93 cents for every dollar that a man makes. Okay. This is the uncontrolled gap. Okay, so this is just a general comparison. This is not apples to apples. This is my oranges, apples, bananas, pears. Everybody's in the same pot here. We're just separating out the females and the males. That is what we're looking at, okay? Now, let's look at the controlled paid gap. The largest variation is between black women and white men. And I was surprised to see when looking at the controlled gap that Asian women often out earn white men and that they're being compensated two cents extra for every dollar a white man makes. So if a white man makes one dollar, an Asian woman makes one dollar and two cents. That's that's pretty incredible. Now, this is the reality of what we as women face in the workforce. There are many different factors that contribute to the gender pay gap, okay? And while subjectivity and perception of women is an obvious factor, I want to focus on these objective factors that actually set women back. 
So one of them is occupational segregation or job choice. That's that's what that is. So women and men tend to gravitate toward different careers, right? Now, some of this is a result of the subjective factors that exist when we're looking at occupational segregation, right? Like think about how women are overrepresented in occupations like nursing, personal care, teachers and education, right? office administration, you know, administrative assistance, social services jobs, just to name a few. Now, these are typically lower paying jobs to begin with. So if we're looking at the occupational segregation, that's kind of an objective factor that has subjective undertones in it. Like men are represented in careers like project management, software development, IT, engineering, company executive level positions, you know, those are the, the careers that men tend to gravitate toward. So that's that's literally occupational segregation, right? Um, and, and I think there is a little bit of sub- subjective expectation there. Like, um, how do I say this? So if a man needs an administrative assistant, even though it goes to be unstated, they don't really look for men to fill those positions. They expect that women do. I hope you get what I'm saying. Not going to go too deep into that. All right. So the second one is breaks in work history. Think about FMLA and maternity leave here. Women tend to spend more time out of the workforce, which hurts their career. When a worker leaves the workforce, they incur what's called a wage penalty upon their return, right? They've been out of the workforce. So any advancement in their career or potential promotions, they can't obtain that while they're outside of the workforce. So research shows that workers who took a break for 12 months or longer experience an average wage penalty or pay decrease of 7.3% relative to similar workers who did not take a break, right? So that's saying that, excuse me, while I was out on maternity leave, my coworker who didn't go on any leave got a promotion and now there's a pay increase. And so if I had been there and I could have taken that, then that puts me in a position to where now I'm, um, my pay hasn't increased at all, but it just, it translates to a decrease in pay, essentially. Women take more breaks and longer breaks than men, primarily for taking care of children and aging family members And women, we as women, we bear the brunt of this time off penalty, right? Like we're always expected to take time off to tend to the kids, to take care of our family. Um, That is just something that's kind of built in. Again, there's some subjectivity there, right? Um, But it is an objective factor in why the pay gap exists. All right, salary negotiation. Now, I have to say that women and men alike struggle in this arena, but we as women win the award for least likely to negotiate salary. Um, so uh, according to Society of Human Resource Management, okay, 39% of workers tried to negotiate their salary during their last job offer. That's as of 2018, okay? Now, of that 39%, 46%, Almost half of men negotiated their salary. Okay. So of the 39%, the portion of men that exists within that 39%, 46% of the men negotiated their salary. 
Now, of the part that's women, 34% of women, which is a little over a third, very small amount, still a third, negotiated their salary. Now, according to this article, job seekers don't take the time to research and identify a competitive salary for their position in their local market. And it was discovered that 84% of people who actually negotiate their salary end up receiving higher salaries. And of the 84%, 20% of them receive anywhere in between 11 to 20% increase in salary before taking the position if they negotiate it. Wow. So let's say you receive a job offer for 70000 right? 70000 a year initially. It will be wise to at least try to negotiate your salary. If they're offering you the job, you have nothing to lose, right? Like you're, unless you're just ugly and you start yelling at them, you know, you start being ugly as you're negotiating, but that's not going to happen, right? So let's say that you do negotiate and you receive an 11 to 20% salary increase. Instead of the 70000 you're looking at an eight to $14,000 increase. So that's 78 to 84,000 a year. Either way, you're going to land at either something better or you won't, but it doesn't have to be awkward. It's a factor that's well within our control. So ladies, there's so many other facts that are discussed in the pay scale article and the article that I found at the society of human resource management. Um, Lots of good stuff. I mean, this stuff talks about career progression, the widening gap over the course of a woman's career, how employers don't value degrees equally among men and women. I mean, there is just so much good stuff here um, for you to know. So what I'm going to do is I'm also going to make an effort to highlight some of the stuff and empower. That's our Queens and Crowns official blog with the summary for today's episode, but honestly, take 15 minutes and read it for yourself and be enlightened, okay? Be encouraged. We have the power and can absolutely change this horrible narrative, but you have to know what the data is. We can't fight and win a battle by remaining in the darkness of ignorance. So enough about the facts, right? Like we've identified the problem, (laughs) But let's be solution oriented here and look at the resources we can use to put ourselves in a better position to know our market worth and when to negotiate salary. If you are preparing for a job interview with a new employer or a salary uh, negotiation with your current employer, let's look at some resources and tools that we can use as we strive to overcome the gender pay gap. While we are already discussing payscale.com, let's review the resources they make available to job seekers. So when you go to payscale.com, there's a pay report tool that you can use to assess your market worth. It's something that you should definitely be looking at periodically to ensure that you understand and know your worth according to your education skills and in the local job market. Like some cities that you might be looking for a job in may not pay as much as other cities in that same region do. It's, it's crazy, but it's true. So this tool allows you to do general research in a career that you may be seeking, assess your current job or evaluate a current job offer. Um, hope you guys don't hear McKinney yelling in the background. Um, might have to go be a mom. 
Okay, so the assessment is pretty thorough. It asks for information like your job title, who you report to, you know, in, in your uh, organizational structure, your education, skills, your experience, the actual company that you work for. There's a few other data points that it wants from you. And then it provides you with this beautiful comprehensive pay report that offers you information and shows you your pay versus the current market in that particular area, the percent increase that you can expect over the next five years, cities where you'd be paid the most for your current role or the least, other jobs in the area hiring for similar positions, tips on how to negotiate your salary, information on continuing education, and there's so much more. There's lots of great information here, Queens. I can't stress that to you enough. So, Definitely check out payscale.com, sign up and start, um, start your, uh, <laughs> I don't know if y'all hear that, some kind of yell in the background. This is why I'm so distracted today. Um, sign up and start <laughs> your self-assessment and explore. The possibilities are endless here, Queens, and you'll feel more confident going into an interview, negotiating if you've been made an offer or asking for a pay increase, Okay. This next resource, Onet Online, um, was one of the first resources I was ever exposed to. I was exposed to it while I was an undergrad in college. And um, Onet provides very general information like the knowledge skills that you'll need, tasks you perform, and the details of what a job actually entails for mostly in a career that you might be seeking. Um, it's also linked directly to the Bureau of Labor Statistics and can show you the median salary for the United States as well as for your state, along with the education that people tend to have in that career. Um, really great resource to use. Um, also at ONET, there is a career interest profiler that helps you pinpoint the type of career that you might be interested in. So this is helpful if you know that you want to be doing something different than you're doing now and you're not sure what that something different actually looks like. Um, and I will even go as far to say that doing some sort of career assessment um, like the interest profiler or Myers-Briggs or there's so many free variations of career profilers um, that, that you can actually take the assessment for. And it tells you, according to your personality, what types of jobs that you would be most fulfilled in. I think it's always worth doing. You should be doing that at least once a year um, because a lot can change for you in a year. And you may find yourself miserable in your current career and you don't know why. Maybe it's because it just doesn't mesh well with your personality. You don't feel connected to the work. And so Onet has some resources there and um, that you can use and other websites have them as well. So um, definitely check that out. Okay. So as we come to the conclusion of this episode, I have got to say this. Ladies, I've done this research, right? And I've shared some of what I know with you. There's just simply not enough time for me to share everything that I know and that I've learned and maybe I'll have to do several parts to this but I will say this I urge you to do research for yourself and take some time to reflect and explore just reflect and explore your own interest um it's your responsibility to take what you've learned today and apply it to your own life in a way that works for you 
everybody's different we're not cookie cutter okay um for me i just happen to be a very ambitious woman that's who i am um i really feel like if i'm not making progress or climbing the ladder that i i i, I don't feel um hmm, i'm not gonna say i don't feel whole i'm trying to figure out the word like i don't feel fulfilled unless i'm learning and growing like that's a part of who i am and what makes me tick that's different for each and every one of us um you may not be that type of woman so i want you to do do this in a way that works best for you um i also recommend that you write down your goals and come up with a plan for how you are going to achieve the goals the bible says write the vision make it plain do it do it do it come up with a plan for how you're going to achieve those goals discover what it is that you really want to do and go for it you can start a business you can turn a hobby into a business you can start a new career whatever it is it's your responsibility to stand up for yourself and ensure that you're getting what you're worth and that you take the time to invest in yourself to increase your worth okay you can totally do it i've done it and while it was not easy i'm so thankful that i did You yeah. love the people? Yeah, they're so sweet. All right. Can you say microphone check? Microphone check. One, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. Peace out. Peace out.